Hello, my friends. It's your buddy Phil here, project management trainer and coach. I hope you're doing well. Are you aware that the PMP exam could have questions that come across as pretty tricky when it comes to deciphering if it is hybrid, agile, or predictive? For questions like that, you need to have a very solid understanding of how knowledge areas, process groups, agile practices, scrum practices could be mixed up. Let me give you a few ideas. Imagine a question that gives you a scenario that sounds pretty scrum driven. You're talking about product backlogs, sprint backlogs, retrospectives, even demos. There's a tendency for one to look at those as being scrum. But on the exam, the lingo is mixed with a project manager. So you should be ready to see questions where the project manager is mixed in to agile terminology. This is not new. It's been happening since the exam changed in 2021. So today I would like to give you some insights on how you could think in a more hybrid fashion. Let's talk about the knowledge areas one by one. First of all, integration. If you get an integration question from an agile perspective, it is likely to give the team the job of integrating the project work. But in a predictive setting, it will be the project manager. So when you're answering questions that are of an agile nature, but talk about integration somehow or give some inkling into integration, you should be ready to go with the team's choice or the team's ideas or the responsibility of the team integrating. That is just one of the examples because we're going to go through the 10 knowledge areas. Still, when it comes to integration on your exam, you should understand that there's a lot of planning involved. You could also get mention made of a project charter. You could talk about a project charter being an agile project charter, right? You could also get a combination of agile user stories, for example, and a traditional project scope statement. But they're really boiling down the same thing, which is scope. And talking of scope, the next area, well, when it comes to, for example, the aspect of executing, you know that you don't really have a scope process in the executing process group. But in the world of agile, that's where the work gets done. So you could think of it like you're executing on your sprint backlog, which is heavily scope related, right? So you're managing a project using a predictive approach, but some scope changes are necessary. How would you adapt your change management process to incorporate agile principles like iterations and continuous feedback? You should be ready to fluidly move in between these topics and these variables. Let's move on to the next one. The next one is schedule management. Now, the way we tackle schedule management in an agile world is significantly different because we use time boxes and we don't use milestones as we use them in the world of predictive. There could be a milestone, but we already have an automatic date in the sprints. So you know that when you're working a sprint, at the end of two weeks, you expect to be done with the work in the sprint backlog. 
So it takes away the need for excessive time management. That's already built into the process. So think about it, you're using a predictive approach for scheduling, but you encounter uncertainties during the project. How would you apply agile, agile techniques like time boxing and rolling wave planning to adapt to changing conditions? And the answer is, you just build it in. You build in the concept of rolling wave planning. You plan in rolling waves. You adjust more frequently. And that's what makes it hybrid. In the same token, when we talk about the cost management area, the project's final cost could deviate. It could deviate significantly from initial budgets due to evolving requirements. Think about that. How would an agile retrospective help identify improvement opportunities for future projects? Well, you could look in the rearview mirror and you could see how you've managed cost and ask how you could better do it, how you could better involve parties that are important to cost management throughout the project, but in an iterative manner, not in a plan-driven way. If you combine some plan-driven approaches and some iterative approaches, you're going to end up getting a hybrid mix for cost management. You could manage costs at a very high level, but then you could tackle cost issues and cost conditions in a more iterative manner. Let's move on to the next area, which is quality. So when we talk about quality, it really does not differ in the sense of what it is. Quality is always going to be fitness for use. It's going to be conforming to requirements. It's going to be customer satisfaction. So the, the question is, how can you handle this in a more iterative fashion? How would you integrate quality assurance practices like test-driven development, for example, uh, continuous integration, continuous deployment? How would you integrate that into a traditional project? And the answer is very simple. In iterations, just like rolling wave planning. Now, when I say iterations, you could have a phase that has the finite milestones and all, but you could break that phase into cycles, into iterations. And that's just one of the ways you can combine both of these worlds. I want you to begin thinking about these possibilities because the exam does feature things like this, okay? Let's talk about the next area, which is resource management. So imagine you're leading a project using predictive resource planning, but you realize that the team needs more autonomy. The team needs to be given some initiative to do stuff in a more innovative and exploratory way. How would you implement an agile mindset or an agile approach like self-organizing teams while maintaining resource allocation predictability. You see, the way we do things in the predictive world is we plan everything out, we assign those resources, but we use push mechanisms to push the work to those individuals. In order to be more agile and to make a more hybridized approach, you need to think about giving the team the autonomy 
giving them the space and giving them the support they need. And you could give them certain measures of decision-making authority to some degree. It doesn't have to be across the entire project, but some aspects, you could very well give them that autonomy. And that's how you would do it. You got to think in segments. Remember in the Agile Practice Guide, pages 28, 27 and 28, that area. Remember how it shows the different types of projects that we're working on that are hybrid. We can have a little bit of hybrid and a whole lot of, well, a little bit of predictive and a whole lot of agile. Well, a whole lot of agile, uh, a whole lot of predictive and a little bit of agile or vice versa. You get what I'm saying? So we could, we could mix it like that or we could just have an agile predictive sub and know that's where you sandwich agile on top of predictive throughout the entire project you could do it in segments you could break it up into a little bit of agile a little bit of predictive a little bit of agile a little bit of predictive so it really depends on your project but the PMI put pages 27 and 28 in the agile practice guide to kind of sensitize people to the possibilities in hybridization and your exam will definitely put you to test in terms of hybrid. Remember the exam is 50% agile and hybrid, 50% predictive, and that's the estimate that we're given. So when it comes to resources, yes, maintain predictability, but give the team the environment and support they need. Moving on to communications. In a communications scenario in hybrid, my question would be, How could you blend traditional communications methods such as status reports, uh, communications management plans? How could you blend that with agile approaches? We have agile approaches such as Kanban boards, uh, osmotic communications, things like that. Um, Enhanced transparency. How would you do that in more agile setting that's the question so you could combine you can mix and match you know the world of predictive the world of agile to give you a hybrid view it is possible status reports can still be used for longer range milestones you know then on top of that in smaller chunks we could have things like the osmotic communication, you know, the information radiators, and such things. So, just because you are in a little bit of a plan-driven state doesn't mean you can't combine some agile practices to make it even better. Remember, the goal is to get the best of both worlds. That's really what you want. You want something that caters to project from both angles in some instances because that is what the project needs some instances high some instances hybrid some instances even just full-on predictive and some instances full-on agile it really depends all right let's talk about risk management there's this misnomer that risk is built into in quote the agile process but that is not the only thing we should rely on as practitioners, project management professionals, 
you got to understand that things like a risk register is not bad. Risk registers are going to help you keep track of risks. It's going to help you as you identify new risks because we want to go after risks just as aggressively as we go after impediments. So impediments are things that are impeding us. They're currently happening. They're not risks. But a risk is an impediment waiting to happen. So our approach in the world of hybrid, it needs to be more aggressive to go after risks, put them inside a risk register, maybe do a risk scoring. And those risks that are very threatening to your project, you could actually go ahead and just do a risk mitigation call them spikes. You could insert some risk mitigation measures or spikes into your backlog. We call it a risk-adjusted backlog. So these are things you should be familiar with, right? Frequent risk reviews, adapting risk response strategies, all of these will help us in the world of hybridization. Now going into the world of procurement, Procurement has been very well covered from this uh, mindset in the Agile Practice Guide. In the Agile Practice Guide, we actually talk about flexible contracts. And when we say flexible contracts, it means that you've got wiggle room to move around more fluidly. The contract could be made flexible, especially to accommodate changes in scope. The most common one is what we call the dynamic scope option, where scope items have some sort of weighting to them. They have some sort of way to measure the value, to understand the value and the associated cost. So if you ever needed to make a change to the scope, you can just swap out scope items of a similar size. Suppose you don't want feature X anymore, then you can have feature Y if it is of comparable size. And these are ways to think. You could have a master services agreement for some more hard and fast items in your contract, but you could also have flexible arrangements for smaller items, smaller scope items. And that is just one of the ways. Another way we think about contracts in the world of Agile is just maximize using one vendor for everything. And that kind of reduces risk as well. Finally, my friends, going into the area of stakeholder. Stakeholder is pretty much the same across the board in that we care about our stakeholders very much. In the world of Agile, it says our highest priority is to satisfy the customer. That is principle one. And value number one says individuals and interactions over processes and tools. So when you boil it down, when you think about it, In the world of Agile, we value our customer a whole lot. And as a result of that, a lot of our actions, a lot of the events, is all driven towards stakeholder satisfaction. You could even talk about the team as stakeholders as well. makes no difference. We are hyper-focused on well-being of our stakeholders, be they the team, be they the stakeholder themselves. We want to max the value that they get. We want to make sure that we are giving them maximum value, biggest bang for the buck, and things such as that. Okay. So when you go into the exam, the summary is this. 
you can expect to find questions that mix up all these terminologies. Stakeholder engagement plan could be mixed up with a retrospective. Stakeholder engagement plan could be mixed up with a sprint review or demo. The project management plan could be mixed up with a discussion about the sprint planning. And you need to be able to relate them. You need to be able to say, okay, project management plan has got scope in it. Sprint planning is focusing on the scope to be done within a time period. And allow yourself to move fluidly in thought. It will help you. Because I don't want you to get to the exam like a day in the headlights. They're springing all these hybrid surprises on you. And you're alarmed. No, don't be. There are also going to be questions where all you need to do is follow the trend of what they're saying. If they're talking about a people-related thing, just use your best judgment to understand, okay, in the world of Agile, this is how people work. People are the highest priority. We don't beat people. We don't fire them. We don't do all that stuff. Okay, so it's a different way of thinking. When you come across questions that put you more to the Agile side, you should know. This is more agile. Now, even if it says a scrum master is working on a project and a project manager is trying to intervene, blah, blah, blah. Well, don't be surprised if you find a scrum master being placed next to a project manager. Because what I've always said in our training is the project manager doesn't have to be fired because there is a scrum master or because the company is using scrum. Instead, understand that the project manager becomes a servant. Remember in the sixth edition, it says the project manager, instead of being at the center, becomes a servant of the team to help ask, okay, to, to help them and ask, how can I how can I help you? What can I do for you? What do you need assistance with right now? And that project manager jumps in to help however possible from a project management perspective, from a stakeholder advocacy perspective, whatever it is. So I just need you to be ready, fluid, flexible, and expectant to find tangled up lingo between agile and predictive, giving you the hybrid view of the world, all right? I hope this makes sense. Be ready, my friends, and do me a favor. If you are on Spotify, I want you to do me a favor and hit that reply button or hit that question button if you got questions. If you are on Apple devices, I need you to smash the like button. Your buddy Phil ain't got no love from a lot of you. And you're finding value from these podcasts. I need you to show some love to your buddy Phil. Hit that hit that like button for me on whatever platform you're on. It goes a long way. It helps me. It helps the algorithm. It helps people find these podcasts even more. All right. Thank you, my friends. All the very best. Whatever platform you're on, my friends on YouTube as well. I ain't forgotten you. My friends on Facebook, thank you very much. Remember, I have training that happens all around the year. You can go on down to projectmanagementmasterclass.com and check out where my next class is going to hold. Or you can check out my immersion courses, which generally host at HPM exam. That's H as in Harry, P as in project, M as in manager. So hybrid project management, HPM, HPM exam.com. Check it out. Thank you, my friends. All the best. Thank you.